God is the God of the universe. God is the God of everybody. And that is what John was referring to when he said that the one that does not love does not know God. But the confidence that you must have in the word of God from within, that deep assurance, heaven is a state of happiness which comes as a result of living a useful life. The heavenly pursuit is usefulness. The heavenly pursuit is love. The wisdom of God, it is universal. It is universal because it does not belong to a certain set. So yesterday we discussed the natural mind, right? The carnal mind, and then there was spiritual mind. And I believe that at least we have this clear in our minds, isn't it? Yeah. And Today, I want to continue from here, and I want to share with you a message on the strong man, the strong man, the strong man, the strong man, hallelujah, the strong man, Matthew chapter 12, verse Let's do 28. Now, the background is that Jesus is casting out devils, and they are saying that he's casting out devils by Beelzebub. So Jesus is now responding. He says that if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Now, this scripture in itself, when you look at it, you feel like, okay, they mean if you see me casting out devils. The point is in that my casting out devils is by the Spirit of God. Okay. So if then I'm casting out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. You can read the scripture, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. And think that, okay, Jesus is making the point that his casting out devils is by the Spirit of God. Do you guess it? And if it is indeed by the Spirit of God that he cast out devils, then it means that the kingdom of God is come unto you. But the point is not that if indeed it is by the Spirit of God that he's casting out devils, but the fact that if indeed he's casting out devils, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Hallelujah. Just that the casting out of the devils is by the Spirit of God. Is by the Spirit of God. So the idea here is the fact that he's casting out devils. And the removal of devils means that the kingdom of God has come. So it's an understanding. And when devils are being removed, then the kingdom of God is actually being established. Hallelujah. So keep in mind devils. Because devils will fall within the scope of the canal mind, because devil, evil, they are one. Hallelujah. So if I indeed cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God 
is come unto you. Now, the reason why the point is on casting out devils, you see it in the next verse. And how that means that the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God has to do with the spiritual mind, isn't it? What is kingdom of God? Where God reigns, God's rulership, God's government, where God's government is allowed to exist. And that government is going to come from heaven, isn't it? And that government has to do with truth, right? Which comes from love, right? That's the kingdom of God. So it means that if devils are being cast out, then the spiritual mind is also what? Opened, right? And then because of that, remember, the spiritual mind is opened. And because of that, then the kingdom of God now can come to the person. So it means that the kingdom of God coming to a person is dependent on how devils are cast out in the person. Hallelujah. Now, when I say devils are cast out, I'm not saying you are possessed of a devil. When there is evil reigning in a man, devils are connected to that evil. Remember, the carnal mind is connected to what? Hell. Hell means that demonic activity, right? Demonic activity, satanic activity. So anyone that is in evil is not in evil by himself. He's in evil in association with demonic activity. That is why to cast out devils has to do with the removal of the evils from a person. Because when evils are removed, devils cannot exist with a person. Devils can exist with you because there is evil with you. When those evils are dealt with, devils cannot exist. So the sure way to actually cast out devils from your life is to deal with the evil that you subscribe to because of the rulership of the carnal mind. Hallelujah. When those evils are being dealt with, devils cannot have a place in you. Jesus said that the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing in me, isn't it? The prince of this world cometh, he has nothing in me. When there is demonic activity in a place, then it means that there is evil present. Jesus said it, that where the carcass is, that is where the birds will gather, right? Yeah. So it means that the carcass, which is the rotten place, will then allow for demonic infestation. And that rotting place is the evil that is present with us. And that evil has to do with the false thinking as well. So we can say that the carnal mind is the evil that we love and then the false ideas that we subscribe to. Hallelujah. All right. So Jesus is saying that when these devils are cast out, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. If the devils are not being cast out, then the kingdom of God cannot come to you. Hallelujah. So it means that our problem is the carnal mind. Our problem is not the natural mind. Hallelujah. Our problem is not the natural mind. Yesterday I explained to you that the natural mind is actually useful. The problem is whether you allow the natural usefulness that it was created for or you submit it to a different Lord, which is the carnal mind. The natural mind was made for the spiritual mind so that the spiritual mind will act through the natural mind and then the person will live his life. When the person's spiritual mind is closed and the carnal mind is ruling, then the carnal mind takes over the natural mind and rules through the natural mind. So the natural mind is not your problem. 
the fact that you see with your eyes, the fact that you receive impulses and impressions from this world is not your problem. Your problem is who is ruling through this natural mind. Hallelujah. And yes, we learned that the natural mind can be divided into two, right? The part that just gathers information from the world and draws conclusions. And then the part that is meant to receive truth and draw conclusions from those truths. Now, that part that is meant to receive truth when the natural mind is submitted to the carnal mind can then subscribe to the wisdom that is of the world. Yes, we learned that, right? Yeah, so when the carnal mind is ruling, in place of truth in the natural mind, it is the wisdom that is of the world that is there. So the carnal mind, as it exerts itself, it highlights the wisdom that is of the world as a way of rationalizing the evil and the things that it projects into the natural mind. The natural mind now submits and then there is action that is taken. So that is how the carnal mind rules. Amen. That's how the carnal mind rules. And when we are in the world, before we become spiritual, we are actually carnal. Because remember, we're born with inherited evil. Okay? So as we come of age, the next thing that we know is evil. So we actually subscribe to evil before we subscribe to um, spirituality. So because of that, we gather into our minds the wisdom that is of the world. Even though at times, as we were young, we were taught truths. The truths are still there, but we gather for ourselves the wisdom that is in the world in support of the carnal mind. So, for instance, as you are here, there are certain wisdom that you subscribe to. That is the wisdom of the world. That wisdom that you subscribe to, which is not of the word of God, but you think is still a powerful wisdom, that is how the carnal mind rules in you. That's how the carnal mind rules in you. So actually, in order to defeat the carnal mind, when you begin to subscribe to truth and you draw conclusions from those truths, you contend with the wisdom of this world. That's what Paul meant when he says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Okay, so as he's preaching, that is the weapon of his warfare. And he said they are not carnal, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The strongholds that are being pulled down in the minds of people is the wisdom that is of the world. So casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, which is the truth, okay? So when you are receiving truth, you are also contending with the wisdom that is of the world. For instance, as you are sitting here, you are hearing things, right? In your mind, as you hear truth, the wisdom of this world will have to give way in your mind right now. If it does not give way, then the truth is no longer of use to you. So you are being told things in the word of God. And there's contention in your mind whether to accept fully. Well, when you accept fully, there is implication. And the implication means that you are going to have to cast out the devils that are ruling you through the carnal mind. So here, there's contention. But this contention, when you win it, it does not mean that you have won the fight. It means that you are on your way. Because you can then agree that this truth is superior to the wisdom of this world. And you will still not apply yourself to the truth. So there are people that know that what God is saying is true and it's actually the best. But they won't do it or they can't do it because something else is plaguing them. They have a certain strong desire for 
what the carnal mind offers. And because of that, they are not going to live according to the truth. So it is only those who go on to live according to the truth who now can deal with the carnal mind and through that actually destroy the wisdom that is of the world that is planted in them. All right. So now look at what Jesus said in verse 29. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house? Now, this strong man is the carnal mind. Hallelujah. Jesus calls him a strong man. This strong man is the carnal mind. That is the carnal self. Remember, the carnal mind is the one that makes the material its end. Right? That is why it is carnal. And Jesus said that that is the strong man. Or else, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods? Now, the question is, what are the goods of the strong man? The goods of the strong man is the natural mind. Hallelujah. Because the carnal mind is exerting its influence through the natural mind, which is submitted to it. Hallelujah. Now, we want to take the natural mind back and submit it to the spiritual mind. We want to take the natural mind back and submit it to the spiritual mind. So the only way we can have the natural mind back is to actually defeat the strong man. If the strong man is not defeated, no matter what we pump into the natural mind, which is then to hear a lot of truths, to come to church, listen to truth, read truth, watch truth. No matter what we pump into the natural mind, we cannot take over the goods of the carnal man. So you think because you are pumping things into your natural thinking and you are gathering information into your memory and you agree with it, then you have defeated the, the carnal man. No, it doesn't even mean that then your natural mind is falling in line. The only way that your natural mind gets to fall in line is if the carnal mind is defeated. If the carnal mind is not defeated, it is still ruling over the natural mind, no matter the amount of information which is truth that you gather into your memory, that you gather into your mind, the carnal mind is still ruling. So Jesus said that, how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? Hallelujah. So the carnal mind is the mind that we must bind. Wow. Hallelujah. The carnal mind is the mind that we must bind. That is what is called you, you. This is you. Hallelujah. You as in Y-O-U. The carnal mind is the you that must be bound. Hallelujah. That is the carnal mind. The carnal mind is the you that must be bound. That's what must be bound. And except we bind that strong man, we cannot spoil his goods. Except he first bind the strong man. And then... He would do what? Spoil his house. He would take control. Because that's the spoils of battle, right? You take control over the things that the strong man was ruling over before. Now, what we want back is our natural mind. Okay? Now, this natural mind in the scripture is called body. Hallelujah. The natural mind in the scripture is called body because when it comes to expression, this is the interface for expression. The natural mind is the interface for expression. And that is why it is called body. Body is what gives expression. 
For instance, as you are sitting there, your body is what allows us to relate with you in this world. When you leave this, your body, in this world, we cannot relate with you again. There was a song that said, And then there could be say, why then? Do you remember that song? The HIV song. Do you So the person has said, now, if the body is still there, okay, and the person in it is not there, who are you going to relate with? So it is not really the body that we are related with, but the person that is in the body, isn't it? Now that person, we can relate with him or her because of the body. So body is for expression. Anytime you hear body, think expression, think manifestation. What allows for what is inside to be seen on the outside? If you didn't have a face and you were sad, we will not know. Do you see? But because you have a face, now when you are sad, we see it on your face and say, what is wrong with you? If you didn't have a tongue and you have a grievance, you couldn't say it. It will be stuck inside your mind. Do you understand? But because you have a mouth, you have a tongue, you can speak. Now when you have a grievance, you can project it. That is what your body is for. Do you understand? But those that are in the spirit know your grievance before you say it. Because they deal with you in the spirit. But your body, which is for the earth, huh, it helps us, those of us who are in the earth, to deal with you. In the spirit, you have a spiritual body as well. But that spiritual body lives within the material body. All right, so body is for expression. If body is for expression in principle, then it means that the natural mind, in terms of the minds that we are talking about, the natural mind is body. So this natural mind, as it is body, then your literal body comes there. Because remember, your literal body is where you seem to pick the senses from. So now your literal body, we can say, is the lowest part of your natural mind. Let's put it that way. So when we say natural mind, we mean what? Body. We mean body. So this body is what we want. Hallelujah. So that we may give it to the spiritual mind. This body is what we want. So that we may give it to the spiritual mind. So it is this body that we are trying to redeem. This natural mind, that is what we are trying to redeem. We are trying to take it away from the carnal mind, which is ruling through hell. We are trying to redeem this, your natural mind, from the carnal mind and close shop with the carnal mind so that the spiritual mind can now operate through this body. The body being the natural mind. Remember, the natural mind has where you gather information, you draw conclusions, where you learn truths and you draw conclusions from those truths. That is what we need. We need this natural mind. At the moment, our natural mind is enslaved to the carnal mind. And we must defeat the carnal mind so that we can take the spoils and present the spoils to the spiritual mind. So that the spiritual mind can reign in the natural mind. Then we will have that heaven is reigning through the spiritual mind and the spiritual mind is reigning in the natural mind. So it is the carnal mind that we must bind. The carnal mind is our problem. That is the you. The Bible says that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. That new creature, the newness of the creation has to do with the carnal mind. The carnal mind must be put to death. When this carnal mind is put to death, 
then a new person can arise, which is a spiritual mind. So in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Now this I am is this one. Is the carnal mind, the you, this you, is the one that must be crucified. Hallelujah. So now these are the expressions we are using for the carnal mind. It must be crucified. Wow. Amen. It must be crucified. The carnal mind with its desires, with its wisdom, must be crucified. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, right? Now, which one is going to live now? The spiritual mind which was before closed, right? Nevertheless, I live. Yet not what? I. Why? Because Christ, which is heaven, right? Heaven is now living within the spiritual man. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I live now in the what? In the flesh. Now, this flesh here is the body. The life that I live in the flesh, I live by what? The faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So which one must be crucified? The carnal mind. That is the one that must be crucified. I am crucified with Christ. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ that does what? That liveth in me. There's a scripture that says that I am crucified to the world and the world is crucified to me. Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. But God forbid that I should what? Glory. Save in what? The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is what? Crucified unto me and I unto the world. Which is the world? What is here, right? Now it means that we crucify the carnal mind. Huh? And then we also are crucified to the carnal mind. It means that when we talk of the world is crucified unto us, it means that this carnal mind is put to death. And when we say that we are crucified unto the world, it means that we are dead so far as the world is concerned. And do you know how come we are dead so far as the world is concerned? Because now we are operating by the spiritual mind. And this spiritual mind, the world is unable to reach. So we have changed planes. We are operating from a different plane of life so that this carnal mind does not exist to us on that plane and we do not exist to that carnal mind in that same plane. So God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and what? I unto the world. The next verse. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but what? A new creature. The new creature is the opened spiritual mind. Hallelujah. Because that is the mind that is connected to heaven. Please, this mind is not the natural mind. It is a spiritual, it's an interior mind. Hallelujah. This is the mind that Jesus was talking about on that great day of the feast. And he said, He that is thirsty, let him come unto me and do what? Drink. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly. Now, the belly is the innermost being, and that is the interior mind. In scripture, belly is the thought. And in the context that Jesus used it is the interior thought. Please keep that in mind. Interior thought. So out of his belly, that is the spiritual mind. Because that is the interior thought. 
There's the external thought or the serial thought. That's the natural mind. But Jesus is saying that he that believeth on me, out of his belly shall flow what? Rivers of living water. It means that divine truth, which is coming out of divine love from heaven, shall be found in the spiritual man and shall act itself out. Remember, if it is flowing, where is it flowing to? It's flowing out of his belly. That's the interior thought. To where? To the exterior thought, which is the natural mind. Remember, it's a natural mind that needs redemption. Hallelujah. That is the part of us that served the carnal man, and the carnal man used it to accomplish its purposes. Now, we are choosing not to yield our members, which is a natural self, as instrument of unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is a carnal mind. Now, we are yielding it as instrument of righteousness, which is the spiritual mind. So this natural mind is the one that needs redeeming. Hallelujah. How you think on the ground, how you see life on the ground, is all in the natural mind. But its influence, the hidden puppet master, is either the carnal mind or the spiritual mind. That is the hidden puppet master. What you see is that you feel its influence. You are compelled by it. There's reasoning that is coming from it in your natural thinking. The thinking that you are presently aware of. But the great influence is behind the scenes and it is pulling the strings. And it is either the carnal mind or the spiritual mind. Hallelujah. So when the carnal mind dies or is put to death, or to the extent that the carnal mind is put to death and the spiritual mind is made alive, this spiritual mind out of this spiritual mind, which is the belly, now flows rivers of living water. That's divine truth. Hallelujah. And it comes into what? The natural mind. And through the natural mind, influences the person's life. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So it is this belly which is the spiritual mind that Jesus is talking about. And that is our calling, that out of our bellies shall do what? Flow rivers of living water. Divine truths, living truths, shall flow out of us and influence the natural mind so that the natural mind will be a servant of heaven. Hallelujah. Like Paul said that in a great house, there are many verses, some unto honor, and some unto dishonor, right? So if a vessel shall purge himself, he shall be used as a vessel of what? Honor. Now, it is this vessel that we are talking about, the natural mind. Hallelujah. It's purging. It's not done just here. It is done by defeating the carnal mind. Hallelujah. Because it is the carnal mind that embeds itself into the natural mind and controls it. So if we want to purge the vessel, then it is the carnal mind that must be purged. When the carnal mind is purged, which is also the strong man, when it is purged, then the spiritual mind can now find itself in this vessel. Then the vessel becomes what? A vessel of what? Anna. A vessel of Anna. So now, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. So now, this I say, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Flesh is carnal mind, right? Now walk in the spirit. Spirit is the spiritual mind, right? And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when we begin to walk in the spirit, then the lust of the flesh are shut out. So the flesh does not exert itself anymore on the natural mind so that the natural mind will do its bidding. Hallelujah. All right. For the flesh lasted against the spirit. So these are enemies. 
the carnal mind and the spiritual mind are enemies. The flesh lasted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are what? Contrary the one to the other. Hallelujah. So there are some of us that are trying to unite our carnal mind with some kind of spiritual mind. We are trying to become spiritual people without putting to death the strong man. It is not possible. It is like you are accommodating two contrary things in one space. They cannot coexist. Hallelujah. The carnal mind is not the friend of the spiritual mind. And the spiritual mind is not the friend of the carnal mind. They are against each other and therefore cannot coexist. You cannot serve two masters. You cannot yield your natural mind to two masters. You cannot yield your natural mind to the mind that makes the material its end, which is called mammon. So the carnal mind is also now called what? Mammon. Mammon is money. That is the material. And we know that the carnal mind has the material as its end game, right? Jesus said that you cannot serve both God, which has to do with the spiritual mind, and mammon. You have to love one and hate the other. So when you love what is of the carnal mind, you hate what is of the spiritual mind. And when you love what is of the spiritual mind, you hate what is of the carnal mind. You cannot accommodate the carnal mind and the spiritual mind. Yesterday, I explained to you that that is how we are lukewarm. It means that you are gathering truths in the natural mind, and according to those truths, it appears as though you look up to heaven. It means that you, you, you like God, you like God. But according to what is really ruling inside you, it is the carnal mind. And because of that, on the inside, you are looking down into hell. So outwardly, you seem to be looking up to heaven. Inwardly, you are looking down to hell. Now, another way Jesus described it is to be whitened sepulchers, where outwardly we are white, and that is to have truth in the natural mind alone. But inwardly, we are full of dead men. It means that in the interior part of us, it is the carnal mind that is ruling. Hallelujah. In another place, he says that you should not cleanse the outside of the cup and the platter and leave the inside unclean. Now, to cleanse the outside is to actually have truths and then an appearance of good or an appearance of righteousness, but for an evil reason. That is in the natural mind here. Then inside you, the cup and the platter is dirty, and that is where the carnal mind is ruling. But he said, remove the dirt, clean the, the inside, and that is to defeat the strong man. Don't yield to it. Kill it. Then the outside will be clean. Remember, because if the strong man is killed, then the natural mind takes on a different master, which is the spiritual mind, and therefore it is clean. Hallelujah. Therefore it is clean. Jesus said that it is not that which comes into the mouth of a person that makes him unclean. Because what comes into the mouth of the person, which comes into the natural, it goes into the stomach. In this case, remember I told that the stomach is the thought, but depending on the context, is the interior thought or the exterior thought. In this context that Jesus said, it, it is the exterior thought. It goes into the stomach and comes out through the drought. That is to have something in terms of understanding, gather something from the external, but it does not become your life. You get it, so it passes out. It's the same with truth. When you gather truth, and it doesn't become your life. It passes out through the drought. Amen. 
But I said, what comes from the inside of the person is what actually corrupts the person. What is on the inside of the person, either the carnal mind, but the spiritual mind doesn't corrupt. So in this context, it is the carnal mind. Hallelujah. So if there's any corruption in a person, it is the carnal mind that actually brings about the corruption. So Galatians chapter 5. All right. For the flesh lasted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Ye would. It means that if you want to set yourself on the spiritual path, because the carnal mind is the one that is ruling, you have to accept that now you will not be able to do the things you want to do. Because the carnal mind that rules. What do you think? Yeah, because if you want to kill it, then you must begin to deprive yourself of the influences of the carnal mind. So you will not be able to do the things that you want to do. Now let's go. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not what? Under the law. Now, that's simple. Let's go. Now, the works of the flesh. So now, uh, Paul is explaining to us, when this carnal mind is ruling, these are some of the things that we see. So when this flesh, which is the carnal mind, when it rules through the natural mind, these are some of the things that we see. Adultery. Do you see? So you are not an adulterer, right? Okay. But what about being an adulterer in your heart? Or that one too, because nobody sees it, it's not the case. Hallelujah. But hey, let's move on. Fornication, right? Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. What's the meaning of lasciviousness? Unbridled sexual desires. Wow. These are the works of the canal mind, the flesh. What about uncleanness? Uncleanness. And yes, we are hoofy. What about uncleanness? These are the works of the flesh. So when the carnal mind is ruling through you, these are the signs that you begin to see in your natural mind. But some of us, when we begin to see these signs in our natural minds, we still want to conclude that we are not under the influence of hell. We want to conclude that still we belong to God and God is the one function. And this thing that is showing itself up is just a random appearance. Hallelujah. What is uncleanness? Impure motives. Wow. The motives driving you are not pure. You see that one? It's easy to hide because no one knows, right? So you can appear on the outside as though you are really correct. But on the inside, your motives are impure. Whew. And these are the works of the carnal mind. So when you begin to notice impure motives inside you, you know that the carnal mind is ruling. When you begin to notice adultery, fornication inside you, when you begin to notice lasciviousness, unbridled sexual desires, when you begin to notice that these things are appearing in your natural mind to drive you, then you know that it is the carnal mind, that strong man that seeks to exert itself. So to now begin to resist these things is to resist the carnal mind. To resist these works of the flesh is to resist the carnal mind. Because if the carnal mind, remember, the carnal mind is the puppet master. It will not show itself up for you to confront it. It will only show itself up in the natural mind as it seeks to exert its influence in you. And these are the ways by which it shows itself up. 
That's why it's called the works of the flesh. So if you want to fight the flesh, which is the strong man, you fight it by resisting these works so that they don't find manifestation in you. You resist adultery, you resist fornication, you resist uncleanness, impure motives. You resist licentiousness, you resist these things. Then the carnal mind can now begin to die. Hallelujah. All right, let's go. Verse 20. Idolatry. Amen. Idol worship. Or to worship anything other than God, including yourself. Do you see? When you are the master of your own will, an architect of your own life, that is idolatry. Hallelujah. What do you think? It is God that must have his will ruling over you. If you are living your life based on your own will and what you determine for yourself and by yourself without subscribing to that which God has to offer, that is idolatry also. Witchcraft, manipulations through every power that is available to you. Hallelujah. So that you can have dominance. That is a sign that the carnal mind is willing. Because witchcraft seeks domination through manipulation. And it means that every power that is available to you, from a lower power to a higher power, is still witchcraft. Hallelujah. Some of you think you are wise and you know how to manipulate people to get them to do what you want, even though they have not chosen to do it, but you use certain means to manipulate them. That is witchcraft, and it's a sign that the carnal mind is ruling. Whew. What do you think? How many witches are here? <laughs> Hallelujah. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Everybody is capable of witchcraft because one of the greatest problems with man is the desire to dominate his fellow man. So if you say, I don't want to dominate anybody, you know, you want to. Just that dominance is in various shades and forms. Some people want the classic dominance where they are just dominating people. Do you understand? Some people too are more subtle where they seek things from people, but they manipulate the people so that the people can give it to them. You see, because to dominate is to use someone to satisfy your own desires. That's all. That's dominant. Because when we dominate people, we are dominating them for our own benefit. Do you get it? To use somebody for your benefit is to dominate them, to exercise dominion over them. That's what the carnal mind does. But the spiritual man, when he exercises dominion, rather lays down his life for those that he rules over. That's the opposite. That's why they struggle with themselves. They are not friends. You understand? Because if the carnal mind's dominion is to use, that's how some kings are. They use their citizens to enrich themselves and to enlarge their coast. <laughs> you see, like some politicians, as they rule over us, they make themselves what's rich. Now, that is a carnal mind that is ruling. But the spiritual mind, when he rules and exercises dominion, does it in the opposite way. It rather lays down his life because the principle is love. When the spiritual mind is ruling, the principle by which it rules is love. So greater love has no man than this, that a man will lay down his life for his friends. Now, that is the principle that comes from the spiritual mind. But I cannot mind that all that it seeks to do is to rule over people and to dominate them, use them for what it is that he or she desires. Amen. And remember, the carnal mind is the you, you, it is you. 
Do you understand? It is the you that must be changed so that you become a new creature. So when we are talking about new creature, new creature, it is this carnal mind, which is called the flesh, that must be put to death for the spiritual mind to rule. When the spiritual mind is ruling, then you're a new creature. So if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. It's about putting off the old man, which is put off in baptism, the washing of the filthiness of the flesh, huh? so that the new man can stand in its place, which is the spiritual mind that is opened. Amen. All right, witchcraft, hatred. Hatred, well, what generates hatred? Hatred means that uh, people that don't serve our purposes, they don't fulfill what we want. And because of that, they are actually the cause of our unhappiness. It is those people that we hate. Hallelujah. And hatred in you means that it is a carnal mind that is ruling. Amen. What do you think? Let's say it. hatred in me means it is the carnal mind that is ruling. Yeah, that's the works of the flesh. So when I see that I have certain feelings in my natural mind and I have certain justification to dislike somebody, the puppet master is the carnal mind, quietly pulling the strings. For some of you, when you are being manipulated this way, you think that, hey, there's justifiable reason. Yeah, but once you are hating, then whatever you think is justifiable reason is part of the reasonings of the carnal mind to get your natural mind to submit to its influence so that it can use you to hate. In the same way, when you love, it is God that is using you to love because then this, your spiritual mind is opened to the heavenly influence. You understand that? So that then God can love through this spiritual mind and then come into the natural mind and use this natural mind to love others. And that is how it works. So hatred, variance, what is variance? Contentions and strife. Wow. Contentions and strife. Let me show you something about that. First Corinthians chapter 3. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, people who have their spiritual minds open, but as unto carnal, people who are ruled by carnal desires, even as unto babes in Christ. So the term babes in Christ are actually people that are ruled by the carnal mind. Some people believe that babes in Christ means that you are saved, but you are only a baby. I don't understand. Because yeah, but they are carnal. What is carnal? It's the flesh that rules. They are ruled by carnal desires. And if you yield yourself to carnal desires, you are a servant of those desires. You are a servant of hell. You understand that? So you cannot actually be spiritual and then yield to carnal desires. So these babes in Christ are not spiritual people. It means that they are not really Christian. But they are called babes in Christ for a reason. And it is because their location is in the natural mind, in the place where truth is guarded. Because when a person is being introduced to spirituality, they start from learning doctrine. Like all of us here, we are learning doctrine, right? As we learn the doctrine, we have the information. We have the understanding of the doctrine. If a person just has the understanding of doctrine, he is called babe in Christ. That understanding in the natural man, that person is called babe in Christ. 
So he's a babe in Christ, is somebody that has divine truth in doctrine, but still has the carnal mind ruling. That babe in Christ is still hellish. The reason why space is given for you to be called a babe in Christ is because the truths that you have subscribed to through learning, they are the truths that belong to Christ. So a babe is not a heaven-bound person. A babe in Christ is one who has received truth, but because the truth has not translated into life in the person, uh, the person has not become spiritual, the carnal mind still rules. The carnal mind, remember, is the old man. So a babe is the one who has received truth, but still has the old man ruling. That's a babe in Christ. Ask your neighbor, are you a babe in Christ? Uh, however, this is different from when your beloved or your spouse calls you babe. So that you will not hesitate from today. You, you can keep on calling your, your sin babe. Do you understand that? <laughs> well, the Bible even said that in the mouth of babes and sucklings, he has ordained praise, right? But in this case, a babe is a carnal person. You see, we can say a babe is a carnal Christian, but there is no carnal Christian. The concept of Christianity itself does not permit, that's if the Christianity is spiritual, it does not permit carnal Christian. But just because the person has received some truths which belongs to Christianity and says he or she subscribes to that truth, we say, oh, you are in the fold, right? But you are not really in the spiritual fold. A babe is one who is ruled by the carnal mind, but has spiritual truths in the natural mind. So Paul is saying that I could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto what? Carnal, carnal people, even as babes, as unto babes in Christ. Now remember, the carnal person is the one who has material end in mind. Let me show you how it can happen that a preacher will be trying to speak to you as a spiritual person, but he can't. Do you see? It is when all your blessings are material, all the things that are worth something, all your treasures huh, are material. Okay. In that case, when we say that the Lord will heal you, for you to be excited, it has to be the healing of your physical body. When we talk of prosperity, for you to be excited, it has to be the prosperity of your material life. You get it? That's how people can exist with you and you are preaching to them, but you cannot, it's like the way they are, they cannot appreciate the spiritual uh, verities. All right. So now I said, I have fed you with what? Milk and not with meat. So the milk is that everything must be material before it's a blessing, right? The meat is that the real spiritual blessings become to you blessing. Amen. For he that to ye were not able to do what? Bear it. Neither yet now are ye able. Wow. So these are people that have been gathered into a group, but they are still of the world. Amen. Now let's go to the verse 3. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and division, are ye not carnal and walk as what? Men. 
It means that our calling is to not work as men. In this case, the normal man is the man that is ruled by the carnal mind. That's why yesterday I explained to you, some of you, you are trying to walk according to the spirit, but at the same time, you seek validation from mere men. The mere men are carnal men who are unable to appreciate the spiritual things that you say you subscribe to. So you walk as men. Hallelujah. So there's a walking that when you walk, uh, you are not a man anymore. So the normal men, when they meet, they cannot recognize you as part of their king's men. You are a different person. That's why Peter said, ye are a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, a holy nation, a, peculiar, a strange kind of people, a different breed of people. Hallelujah. So when men meet and the way their desires are and the way their reasonings are, you don't fall within that category. And those people, what they know, the way they are is how men are. So then the question is, what manner of man is this? They answer. Because they also see you in the external and according to the external, you are an, a human being. But according to what you are channeling, it is totally different from what they channel, which is the carnal mind. You are channeling a spiritual mind, and you are doing the bidding of that spiritual mind. So you are not a normal man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you are not a man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And because they are mere men, they do not understand. I'm trying to get you to be comfortable with yourself as a spiritual person in this life, and not let carnal men stifle the spirituality that is trying to grow in you because you are looking for validation from them. Some of us, we are like that. And because of that, we cannot make the transition to become spiritual people because we still hold in high esteem people whose glory are in the natural. And because of that, when such people speak and praise us, we feel praised. And when such people speak and condemn us, we really feel condemned not knowing that these are foolish men whose thinkings are darkened by the foolishness that is in the world and who are slaves to hell and are manipulated by demonic influences. That is the kind of men that we fear and we revere and therefore submit ourselves to, so far as opinions are concerned. But the spiritual man is not a normal man and cannot therefore seek approval from mere men. The spiritual man is not like that. If you are like that, you will never cross to become a spiritual person. Hallelujah. Who are your heroes? Hallelujah. Who are your heroes? Who are your great men and women? Are your heroes people who are heroes in the material? Or here are those who are heroes in the spiritual? So for you are yet canal. For whereas there is among you envying. So like in a church like this, there's envying, right? Then there is strife. Then there is division. It means that we are carnal. It means that even though we congregate as people who are supposed to be spiritual, what is being demonstrated in the natural mind shows that it is the carnal mind that is ruling through us. And that means that we are deceiving ourselves. So this is a sign. Once strife and divisions and envies are ruling, you are a carnal person. Hallelujah. 
you're a carnal person. Now he goes on to talk about how one says I'm of Paul. For why one said I am of Paul. Now you see this thing. How is that somebody who says I am of this, right? I am of this. This is my person. This is not my person. This is a, it's all carnal. It's material thinking. How can you be of? May the Lord help us. All right, let's go back to Galatians. So I brought this here to help us. Here, Then Paul takes out the strife and the envy and those things and calls it canal. And those people are babes in Christ. Now you understand a babe in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right. This is what you lock into your mind that this is it forever. I get So babe in Christ, Brella. A babe in Christ is one that has a truth in the natural mind but still subscribes to the canal mind. Yeah, it's a babe in Christ. We don't say babe in Christ. What did they say? <laughs> Hallelujah. Or oh, we'll learn it later. Or oh, it's not necessary. All that I need is the small that I'll put. No, we are not like that anymore. Amen? Amen. All right. So idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance. We say variance is what? Strife. Emulations. What is emulations? Similar things. Okay. Wrath. Strife. Remember, we, we went to strife. Seditions. What is seditions? Rebellion. Wow. Hey. Heresies. Hallelujah. To cook. This heresy thing, I mean, it should be clear. Because it is a carnal mind that is the production house of all heresies. You understand that? Because the heresy is because the people are exposed to truth huh? or the scriptures but they have not produced a life according to that truth, and therefore the carnal mind is still alive. And once the carnal mind is still alive, then we go into falsifications of truth. So the truth that has been received will not be falsified. And that is where heresies are produced. Well, heresies work hand in hand with the carnal mind. So if there's some spiritual truth, but its interpretation serves those that have the material as their end, the end game, then that is a heresy. That is a heresy. All right. Envies, murders. We are not done. Wow. Drunkenness. Hallelujah. What do you think? Drunkenness. Revelings. What is revelings? Similar to drunkenness. Overindulgence. And such like. Of which I tell you before. See, what that's what people don't understand, Paul. But if you read here, you cannot misunderstand some of Paul's message. Look at this. It said, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit what? The kingdom of God. Those who do such things. Means that those that submit to the carnal mind, they cannot inherit what? The kingdom of God, which is the spiritual mind. It's not possible. And that is why the strong man must be put to death. Hallelujah. That is why the strong man must be what? Put to death. That's why the strong man must be overcome. So that we can take the spoils of the strong man. Hallelujah. It's the spoils of the strong man that we want. Amen. And that's the natural mind. We want our natural mind back. Amen. It has been used to accomplish many bad things. We want it back. We want our bodies back. Hallelujah. The enemy has used our bodies to do things that it was not made for for too long. 
we want our bodies back. So that our bodies can serve its true master, which is heaven, which is the kingdom of God, which is the spiritual mind. We want our bodies back. Hallelujah. So because we want our bodies back, we know who we do not like here and who must be crucified. Hallelujah. We know who must be brought out and crucified. It is a carnal mind. Hallelujah. We know who must be brought out and disgraced and shown for what it truly is. It is a carnal mind. This carnal mind, we must not allow it to hide. Hallelujah. When we see its works, uh, when we see its works manifested in the natural mind, we must not overlook it and allow it to hide. Hallelujah. The times that we can confront the natural mind are the times that we see its works showing up in the natural mind. So we don't hide for the works to subside. Then we say we are going to confront the natural mind. No. The time that we see the carnal mind show up in the works in the natural mind, that is the time that we confront the carnal mind. That's the time. This is our enemy. This is the strong man. This is what is standing between us and our destiny in God. This is what is standing between us. This carnal mind is what is standing between you and your high calling. This is our enemy. This carnal mind is our enemy. This is the interference. This is the one that is scrambling the signals so that you cannot receive any heavenly signal. And you are living as though heaven does not exist and as though God does not exist. And even when God is trying to reach this carnal mind, turns the message into something else. This is our enemy. This is the reason why the world is not how God wanted it to be. This carnal mind has run an interference in God's system, and it has through that sabotaged the body that was prepared for God to use. The carnal mind has sabotaged this body. It has connected it to itself and claimed it from the hands of God, and we must reclaim it and present it back to God. Hallelujah. This is our enemy, this strong man. You see, it's called a strong man. It's not a weak man. Hallelujah. It's not a weak man. It's not a weakling. But that is the enemy that we must all agree to fight if we will get anywhere in spirituality. Your carnal self, your carnal lust cannot rule over you and you will discover God. It cannot happen. Hallelujah. It cannot happen. This is our enemy. And all of us must agree that this is what is standing between us and destiny. This is what is causing us to be mere mortals, subjected to the elements of this world, tossed to and fro, shaken by all the things that are in this world. This is the reason why we cannot ascend and master ourselves. This is the reason why we cannot reach our ultimate reality. It is this carnal mind. This is the mind that God has declared war on. And this is the mind that we also must declare war on. This is our enemy. This is your enemy. Remember, it shows itself up in these evil things that we have discussed. They call the works of the flesh. Some of you think, oh, works of the flesh and everything. Somebody says, oh, what you do with your body there doesn't matter. What you do with your body matters because it is a higher power, which is the carnal mind that is ruling through your body. Because the person is saying that your spirit is saved. 
this. But if the canal man rules, you cannot have a part in the kingdom of God. So what do you mean by your spirit is saved? Hallelujah. And it is not your spirit that requires saving in terms of the spiritual mind. The spiritual mind requires opening. It is your natural mind that requires saving. Because that is the one that has been enslaved. It is that your natural mind has been led into captivity. Huh? So, you know, when God came and he took on the human, all of his overcoming, it was the natural mind that he was dealing with. The carnal mind, which is hell, arrayed itself against him. But again, what meant that the Lord had actually redeemed the human he took on was that the human did not yield itself to the carnal mind. You see, so the Bible says that sacrifices and offerings thou dost not, but a body has thou prepared. Now that body is a natural mind. And we also, in the same way, prepare a body for the Lord in the natural mind. Do you know what the Hebrew writer said? He said, let us also now go unto him without the gate, bearing his reproach. Huh? Bearing his reproach. Have you seen that scripture before? Let's, let's read the previous scripture. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered without what? The gates. That's Jesus' overcoming. Now let's go. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing what? His reproach. Now that is our own overcoming, right? And that has to do with the killing of the carnal mind. Now the part that I want you to look at is the next verse. So for here have we no continuing city. You see, the, the carnal mind there, it says that the material world is the end here. This is it. This is the end game. But in becoming spiritual, this is our understanding. So for here, that's the reason why we fight the carnal mind. This reality that is presented to us by the carnal mind, in it we have no continuing city. Hallelujah. But we seek one to come. Which is the one? The spiritual mind. So anyone that is going to the Lord without the city or without the camp, bearing his reproach. Huh? Bearing his reproach. Now, that is to take up your cross and to follow him. Bearing his reproach. Huh? Understands that he is looking for a city that is to come. It is this spiritual city that Abraham also was looking for. The Bible says that he sought for a city whose builder and maker is God. That's the spiritual mind. Hallelujah. In the same way, in the book of Revelation, the new Jerusalem, the heavenly city, the new church is the spiritual mind. Hallelujah. All of your problems is caused by the carnal mind. All of it. That's why Jesus said, a man's enemy shall be those of his own household. This is your house. This carnal mind is not like something separate. It's you. It's an inversion. It's an unnatural situation with you where your spiritual mind is not opened, but something else rules in its place, which connects itself to hell and rules over you. This is our enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the reason why we are suffering this carnal mind. 
That's the reason why we are suffering. That's the reason. But it poses itself as your friend, right? But this is the reason why we cannot reach our self-actualization in God. This is the reason why all the things that we read of and we hear of in the scriptures, which, is, which we, we, we gather into the natural mind, this is the reason why it is only hearsay to us. Because the carnal mind is ruling. This is the reason why the word of God does not come alive to us. This is the reason why even our Christianity, we don't know what it is anymore. Because it's like normal people doing bad things and are still called Christians. It is a carnal mind. This is God's eternal enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it must become our enemy too. The strong man is the man that must be bound. Say, I will not yield. Say it. I will not yield. I will not yield to the strong man. I will not yield any longer. I will not yield any longer to the strong man. It may be difficult. And his argument may be compelling. But I will not yield. I will not yield. So help me God. This is our enemy. This is the reason why we cannot have an intensified spirit. Actually, you see how it is like you are catching glimpses of the spirit, but your spirit is not strong enough. See, it's actually simple, simple impressions on your natural mind. Yeah, that's all. It means that your spiritual mind still is closed. But when the spiritual mind is opened, genuinely opened, darkness cannot exist. So back to Galatians. But the fruit of the Spirit, so now we can know also when the spiritual mind is opened. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. What? Joy. Hey. You know, the carnal mind promises you joy, right? But it's the same reason why you cannot have joy. The carnal mind promises you peace. If this thing, you overcome it. If this evil, if this addiction, if this thing, you will die. You will fall, someone said, it's like they will fall sick if they, if they don't do the evil. You see? But it is the spiritual mind that offers to you peace. Hallelujah. Now that is the peace where this carnal mind cannot affect. It is the peace that comes after overcoming. Hallelujah. It is the peace that is beyond demonic infestation. You can have a peace and it seems peaceful because you have not been attacked. You can be attacked, just that time hasn't come. Do you see? So when you're attacked, the peace goes away. But there's a peace that is beyond attack. That is beyond demonic infestation. You see, like Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Not the one that the world does what gives. So the carnal mind, which is the world here, gives a certain kind of peace. But Jesus' peace is different. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Yeah. So, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering. Wow. Long suffering. You see, there's a long suffering that you seem to experience when you are trying to kill the carnal mind, right? So you have to keep at it and stay there because you are struggling. No, there's also a long suffering that is a product of the spiritual mind. This is your way of life and you love it. To stay the course is your way of life. You are willing to suffer anything if it means you doing what is righteous. And you even end up rejoicing that you have been counted worthy to suffer such things for the sake of the Lord. This kind of long suffering is one that is enjoyed. Hallelujah. Gentleness. Goodness. Wow. Goodness, right? Now I explain to you what? Faith. See, I told you that faith is a product of the opened spiritual mind, isn't it? It's part of the fruit of the spirit. Faith. So you can't be carnal and have faith. Those that have the material as their end, who are prinkaya, Lord, 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 they are not exercising faith. That's why many of such people end up contacting demons in their pursuits in prayer. Hallelujah. Prayer is just a channeling. Okay? And you are either channeling heaven or you are channeling hell. It doesn't matter what you say in the prayer and the vocabulary that you use. It's your end game. Your end game. And if your end game is the material world, to possess it as an end in itself, then no matter what you in your praying, you'll be channeling hell. You make contact with certain things that may excite you. But you said they are exciting this your carnal desire. And you may feel like you are succeeding in your carnal enterprise because you are having certain dreams and it's demonic visitations. Hallelujah. It's demonic visitations. So prayer is no substitute for the path that will lead you to the opening of the spiritual mind. Prayer cannot substitute that. Prayer is only channeling. And if your spiritual mind is opening, then blessed are you when you pray. If the spiritual mind is opening, blessed are you when you pray. Because then you open a portal straight to heaven. Hallelujah. And the heavenly communication, which is already in full effect, becomes more obvious to you in the natural mind. That is what prayer does. Let's go. Meekness. Temperance. What's temperance? Moderation. Wow. Against such, there is no law. Hallelujah. Against such, there is no law. And they that are Christ's, this is where we round up. And this is your scripture for the home. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh 
the carnal mind. Huh? With the affections and lusts. They that, you see, these are the things that are in our Bible. They that are Christ. It means that if you have not done these things, you do not belong to Christ. So how did we find something around this? Hallelujah. So that now what we believe, oh, what we believe, what we believe is the very opposite of this, that you can belong to Christ without crucifying the flesh with the affections and lusts. And then as you have now come to belong, you can now take your time and start crucifying it small, small, which will never happen. You see why this is preventing us from becoming Christ's. Huh? It's preventing us from belonging to Christ. So they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. The carnal mind, the strong man. It must be crucified. Hallelujah. 